0: Hey guys, and welcome to Tennessee Football Breakdown. I'm Starla, and as y'all know, usually I have Billy Ratliff here, but he's out of town this week. So I thought, well, I have somebody in my own house that knows just as much about football as anybody. So please welcome Mr. Justin Giles. Justin, how you doing? I'm
1: doing very well, thank you.
0: Great. So we're going to break down this uh, Texas A&M game. <clears throat> um, final score: twenty to thirteen. Um, not probably what, um, how any of us imagined the game going. Um, we heard all week about this incredible rush defense from Texas A&M, but yet Jalen Rock came in and had more rush yards than a and I believe had given up all season and he had that in the first quarter. Um, so let's start there. We always want to start on a positive note. So what, how did you feel like, uh, our rushing game went Saturday?
1: I uh, thought the r- rushing game was outstanding. Uh, they divvied up the carries as well. That's going to, that bids well for us uh, going over time into this uh, brutal part of our SEC schedule. You had uh, Jalen Wright with 19 carries, Jabari Small had 12 carries, Joe actually carried the ball eight times, and then Dylan Sampson had the ball nine times. But uh, Texas A&M a very good defensive team, especially on the defensive front. Um, I watched them play against Alabama the week before. Very impressed by their uh, defense, and uh, I I really think that they aimed to stop the run. But uh, we we just did an outstanding job. Offensive line, outstanding job. Uh, running backs, outstanding job. And as far as our defense goes, uh, we did we did a great job on our defense as well. We'll talk more about that. I'm sure. So.
0: Um, so I think that it's easy to glaze over some of these numbers, um, but you know, stats don't lie, um, A&M, they, they really did have a tremendous rush defense coming into it, but yet, you know, we, we found the holes. Um, do you think that, I mean, I, I know that we're phenomenal, our running back room is, but how much of that can we attribute to our offensive line especially now that coops came back uh, or are our guys just seeing the holes and just finding them what how, what do you think goes into how um how good we've done on in rushing this year
1: um i think it, it it's both factors uh coop coming back was huge um he knows all the you know he 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 helps the tempo of the team so we we're, we're we're a faster tempo team with cooper in and he knows all the calls to make when we get up to the line, so we're with when we got coop backs. So what we could do was we can move Ollie Lane out, and uh, we could adjust uh, the tackle position. So it, it's helped us tremendously. But at the same time, I've also noticed since we were at the game last week sitting in the end zone, I noticed even if there was a little crease, our running backs are finding that crease, and then they're they're running hard. Uh, they're not getting tackled on first contact. Um, they're being elusive. Um, powerful and and they and they all got, they all have speed so very impressed with the offensive line as well as the running back room.
0: So, Justin, one thing that you know we're looking at the stats here as we're doing this, and one thing that you can't help but you know that jumps out at you is that we had 232 yards rushing, but we had no rushing touchdowns. Um, we'll transition over to our how we felt the passing game went um, from here, but. I'm not questioning our play calling at all. A lot of people are, I'm not Josh Hopple is Josh Hopple. And I think he's one of the best. Um, but why do you think that we're not that this particular game that we didn't get in the end zone, uh, our running backs didn't get in the end zone that much.
1: Uh, I think you have to attribute it again, to Texas A&M's defensive line. They, they have a huge defensive line and I want to get down there to close to the goal line. They're not only uh we're lying on their defensive line, but they're stacking the linebackers in the box as well. But I I tend to agree with you on that. So I think we tend to lean on the passing game a little bit too much when we get down there. Jalen, Ride, If you look had 7.2 yards per carry. So, I mean, if we're, we're down there at the goal line and it's, uh, you know, first or second and four, I mean, let's, let's give the ball to Jalen. Um, it was a nice play, I will say, that that Joe made uh to the tight end um down there to score the touchdown that one time and, and I do think we need to incorporate the tight ends more, but we'll talk about that at some other point. But yes, I, I do feel that uh when we're down closer to the goal line, maybe use our running backs a little bit more. I don't think that it needs to really be Jabari. He's a little smaller back, um, but but maybe Jalen and Dylan Sampson. So
0: Um to be to piggyback off what you just said, um, Jalen Rock is currently ninth in the country in rush yards per carry. Uh, you mentioned, um, how many he had this game, but he's first in the SEC. Um, he has he averages 7.14 yards per carry, which is pretty impressive for any running back. Um, but it's cool that we got the, the best one in the SEC with that. So let's transition over to our passing game Saturday, which I don't think that um, anybody um, would have ever thought a Josh Hoppel offense would only have 100 yards passing. Um, it feels like we talk about this every week, but, and I know, you know, some people think maybe Bruce's numbers didn't jump out at you all the time. Personally, I think Brew, losing Bruce McCoy was a huge loss for our team because. You know, like I said last week, we have guys that can catch the ball, but Brew did so much more than that. Like so much more. I mean, he blocked. He was the, the, one of the best, you know, blockers for a wide receiver that I think I've ever seen. Um, and I feel like that maybe we didn't do that little screen pass that we usually do, maybe because Brew wasn't in there to block. Um, but how do you? How would you rate our passing game last week?
1: The uh, passing game last week is not going to be enough to get it done in these big games we got going forward. Just being brutally honest, um, the thing that jumps out to me looking at these stats, uh, we we played Chaz Nimrod last week in a starter role, and he leads the team in receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking down. Uh, squirrel White had three catches, so he was right behind him. However, um, talking about stats, uh. Whenever a uh, squirrel wide is uh, being thrown to, when Joe Milton throws to him, uh, he's a catch rate of about 70%. So uh, he he does pretty well. We've got to get him more involved in deep down field passing game to open up the running game, which is already so good. But um, we've got to have Ramel Keaton step up. Um, he has absolutely um, dropped a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, this year, one of them being Saturday, um, Ramel, uh made some outstanding catches last year. I think it's just really in his head right now. And if he could just make a breakout play that he might could turn uh, his season around and, and help us a little bit more. But right now a uh, hundred yards uh, passing is not going to get it done in the SEC.
0: Um, You know, a lot of people want to put the blame on the quarterback, you know, and that's just, that's just the way that it goes in college football or, or any football. Um, we had two receivers catch balls Saturday. Uh, Ramel Keaton didn't catch a ball, he had it, you know. And you can, there's arguments that are good on both sides. Uh, you know, is it Joe? Is it the receivers? I don't know, but that jumps out at me big time. Um, you know, we said we had 100 receiving yards, Chaz Nimrod had four catches, Squirrel had three, our tight end, uh, McKellen, McKellen Castles had two. Dylan Sampson one and Jacob Warren one. You can't in this offense, you can't just have two receivers catching the ball, right?
1: I agree with that. Um we we've got to get better in the passing game. Um teams uh and Texas AM did it and to our credit, we still ran the ball, but uh at the same time, uh you're gonna have to loosen up the defenses a little bit. Uh we're not getting a lot out of our wide receivers, and at the same time, we're not getting a lot out of our quarterback either. I think I think it's a little of both. And uh, we've got to be able to stretch the defense. Alabama, for example, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But we've got to be able to stretch the defense. We're going to have to throw it deep a couple of times to back them off. They're going to absolutely stack the box. They know that we're a running team right now, so – um, they're gonna stack the box and we gotta get squirrel or somebody deep, even if they don't catch it, we gotta keep those safeties back where they need to be without uh, without them having to bring the safeties up and stack the box to help further their uh defensive line, helping them against our run. So
0: Yeah, you gotta keep them honest for sure. Um so let's go to a, a bright spot of the game Saturday, our defense. Um I think – I don't know about you, but I've been super surprised and happy with the way our defense has played this year, and especially Saturday. Um, Last week we had talked about Kamal Haddon and, you know, some of the flack he had got. But, look, go to NCAA.com. You can see the stats the same as I can. Um, When you look at the passes defended category, he is second in the country. Um, that's not me being a Kamal Hayden fan or a Tennessee fan. That That's just, that's the facts. He's taken in the country and passes defended. He has eight pass breakups, three interceptions. He is only behind a DB from Missouri, which, you know, that's not great news, but um he's doing his job. He's doing what he, you know, what he should do. And has he had some bonehead plays? Yeah. Um, But I think overall, you know, numbers don't lie. So he, he did a good job. Another guy I know you are a really big fan of is James Pierce Jr. Um he's tied for tenth in the country and tackles for loss. So it seems like our defense is really like, you know, pulling us through and it definitely pulled us through Saturday. How would you rate our defensive play?
1: Defense has been an absolute surprise to me this year. Um they're they're absolutely just playing with their hair on fire. Um, we are actually first in the SEC on first down defense. We're 10th nationally. Um, that helps keep the uh, offense behind the chains. And um, actually on tackles for loss, we're third nationally also. So uh, what I see is uh, our defensive line, outstanding. Um, James Pierce, especially, he. I have talked about him a lot to you. I know that uh, he's playing like a first-round draft pick right now, um, he is absolutely a terror. And here's the good thing about that. I know Alabama has a freshman tackle, so I'm not sure he's going to be lined up on James Pierce's side, but I'm sure we'll try to try to go and get that matchup because uh good luck stopping him. I'm I'm not so sure that Alabama won't have to use a tight end to chip against him and or they're gonna use the screen screen game um because of our pass rush. It's very, very good. Um, And as far as uh, the rest of the defense goes, the linebackers, very, very steady. Um, They're doing – Aaron Beasley does his job every time he's out there on the field. Uh, The secondary, you mentioned Kamal Haddon. Um, Judy Lolly had an interception as well Saturday. Uh, The uh, safeties seem to be playing better in run support as well as pass support. So defense has been a very pleasant surprise to me so far.
0: I hundred percent agree with you on that. Um let's talk about D Williams. I mean, we were there. We were at the game Saturday. That place went crazy when D Williams ran that punt back. I mean, and not even that. I mean, he also, you know, he fielded the punt on the one yard line to give them horrible, you know, uh, field position. And so, you know, he not only did that and then he turns right around and he runs one back. So how would you rate D Williams place at uh, all season, but especially Saturday?
1: D Williams, my man, uh I think I've sat here in the living room and told you many times, I said, if they give this guy a chance, if they punt it to him, he's liable to break it. He's just so he makes the first guy miss and he's so slippery when he's he's not easy to tackle and and he's got speed um he is an absolute awesome punt returner now what i'd like to see you see his athleticism out there um the coaches see his athleticism um i just think that uh we need to get him more involved in some kind of other role um whether it be offensive wide receiver um defensive back um he he's got plenty enough talent to do either Um, You could use him on jet sweeps. There's a lot of things that you could do. He's got the type of talent that you don't want to, you know, just be a punt returner. And uh, although he's very, very good at that, if not the best in the nation, he's very good at that. So very impressed with him and um, look forward again to seeing him play Saturday.
0: Well, Per Sean Sparks with the Volvault, D has been working with the offense a little bit. Not sure exactly when we'll see him, if we'll see him. Um, You know, people wrongly say, you know, that we have – a simple offense or, or whatever that bunch of crap is that people say, but it's not, you know, there there's many different intricacies to our offense. And so I know he's working with the offense. Some hopefully we'll see him. I think he is a very dynamic player. Um, I think it's just going to be how quickly he can pick stuff up because in this offense, you know, it's, you know, as well as I do, it's as much about blocks and, and stuff as it is about, you know, catching the ball and running routes and stuff. Um, we I'd were there.
1: Like, I'd like to add something to that on on the D. Williams thing. he can absolutely change a ball game. Um, you know, if you're tied 14 in the fourth quarter and they got a punt to D. Williams, teams are going to have to learn to start kick, kicking it out of bounds. Uh, I hope they don't, um, but he can absolutely change the field position, get you in a game-winning field goal position type thing. He, he's a game changer. Uh, he he's a he's a special player.
0: Absolutely. Um, So we were there Saturday and they um, honored Eric Berry. I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, If you're watching at home, I don't know how much they showed you of that, but he's personally one of my all time favorite players. Um, I mean, how could you not like Eric Berry? Um, I just wanted to bring up that I was really happy with the way that the university honored him and super happy that he's going to the college football hall of fame. Congratulations, ZB! We all love you. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about with this A&M game? I think that, you know, if you were there, the environment was crazy and it was wonderful and it was exactly everything Neyland was supposed to be. We had quite a few recruits there. I've seen some of their posts. They were all just, you know, if that didn't sell it, you know, whatever. Then the, I don't, I don't know if it will. But um, is there anything else that you want to add uh, with the Texas A&M game?
1: Yeah, I think it was a a bigger win than than people may, you know. They just you can't just say, oh, we beat Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a very good team despite their record, especially on defense. And a lot of people think Texas A&M was going to come in and shut down our offense, and it just not did not happen, especially running the ball. Um, they thought they would stop our run. Um, Offensive line's playing really well, but that was a big win for Tennessee. Um, Despite Texas A&M's record, it was also a very good starting point for uh, facing Alabama next week, kind of the same style. They're going to try to stop our run. We know that. Um, We're going to talk about Alabama here in a minute, but that game helped us, uh, I think, to prepare for an Alabama team, Uh, although we got to learn to play better on the road, so –
0: Actually, well, let's just go ahead and talk about Alabama now. I mean, um, you know, one one thing that we've talked about is uh, they Alabama gives up a lot of sacks. Uh, I don't, I think that that's one thing. If you're uh playing on a FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever, and they have that parlay, uh, I think you can go ahead and take that. I think we'll get quite a few sacks Saturday. But let me know what. Uh, you how do you think this game is going to go how do you what do you think we're going to see
1: um i honestly think it's going to be a real grind on top game um they're going to stack the box they're going to try to say hey you're going to pass to beat us which is crazy for me to say um with a josh hopple coach team but You know what makes me feel even better about our coach is he has proved he can win either way. Last year, we were throwing touchdowns. Fireworks were happening. We were scoring 52 against Bama. This year, we had a grind them out game with Texas A&M, we won running the ball. So um, it's going to be a grind-em-out type game. I do believe that. Our receivers are going to have to step up. But at the same time, Joe Milton is going to be crucial with his legs. There's going to be times in the game where it's third and five. He's going to have to take off running if the pocket collapses, and he's going to have to pick up these first downs. He does not seem to do that enough for me. Um, Our wide receivers are going to have to step their game up. I do think, like I said, we're going to have to throw the ball deep over their heads a few times in the first half for sure, catch it or not catch it, interception or whatever it may be, back them up, keep them backed up, and then we'll eventually hit that play. So uh I expect them uh war um on Saturday. Uh I think it's going to be a very very top ball game. It's it's a game that that Tennessee can win and and we'll go more into that so. And
0: um, what kind of um defense uh do you feel like Alabama has this year?
1: Uh they're very similar. I don't think it's one of the typical Saban defense, but they're 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 pretty similar to Texas A&M in my opinion. Um like I said, they're going to stack the box. Uh, going uh, against their defense uh, is going to be challenging. It always is. And and the thing, the biggest challenge I see to me about the whole entire ball game is this. Our play on the road has been horrendous. Um, we just cannot find a way to win on the road. We get, I don't know how many false start penalties that has got to stop. I think it will do... We'll do a lot better with Cooper in there. Um, against the, the game in the swamp, uh, that was ridiculous. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me sick. But uh, they're going to be loud. They've been waiting 365 days for this one. Uh, we rubbed it in their face last year good, as we should have. It's been a while since we beat them. But uh, they're they're going to be hyped in that stadium. It's going to be noisy. And Alabama's players are going to be ready to play. I just want us to come in one time. And say, look, we're ready here to play with you, too. Even though we're on the road, it's us against the world. And have that mentality. Start the game out physical. Do what you have to do. And let Alabama know we're there to play. Stay within, the, stay in the game until the fourth quarter. And then let's see if we can pull one out in the fourth quarter.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit here. Um, you've always told me this story about um, – I think it was when you became a Tennessee fan. I'm pretty sure uh, it had something to do with Alabama and your dad. Is that right? That's correct. Let, tell us that
1: story. <laughs> well, unfortunately when I was a kid, I wanted to be a little bit different than my dad. Cause he, he's a diehard Tennessee fan and I had chosen to be on the dark side. I was little, I'm maybe six years old, seven years old, little kid, but, uh, I definitely was a Bama fan. My dad took me, being the dad that he is, he said, I'll take you to Bama, let you watch Bama and Tennessee play in Knoxville. So we went to that game and absolutely, Alabama absolutely mashed Tennessee. It was like 58 to 28 or something like that. 50, it was bad, but I just remember my dad, how dejected he was. And that is actually when I said I hope Alabama never wins another ball game, and that's how I became a Tennessee fan. I've been a Tennessee fan ever since, probably six, seven years old, I guess.
0: So, how do you feel about Alabama now?
1: Absolutely despise Alabama. I do not. I have the. I have to use the word hate. I'm sorry, but I absolutely hate Alabama since probably six, seven years old. Like I said, uh, a lot of people talk about Florida do not like florida at all either georgia do not like them shane beamer can't stand him but alabama oh man i'll be ready for this game saturday i absolutely hate alabama and anything about them uh the biggest thing about alabama that i've always noticed is fly your flags wear your jerseys they're a winning football team they're the standard i'm not gonna sit here and deny that but you know, you can ask somebody, you know, who's their starting wide receivers and they can't name one. It's always because my grandpa liked Alabama and I cannot stand that about Alabama, a bunch of bandwagon fans.
0: And you heard it right here, folks. All right. Well, is there anything that you want to add? Oh, let's do this. Um, give me your prediction. And I know we've already talked about this and it might not be what everybody wants to hear, but your absolutely true and honest prediction for Saturday.
1: Honest and true prediction. Um, I know it's – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, um, and I really think it's a game that Tennessee could win. Uh, A lot of people are writing Tennessee off, and and Tennessee could very well pull this game out. However, my prediction is based on – The way that we've played on the road, not just this year, so many years before. And uh, I love what Hypo's doing, but it just doesn't seem like for some reason when we go on the road, we can't communicate well. And and I'm going to be honest with you here. um, The quarterback position worries me. I think that their quarterback, one thing Tennessee's going to have to look for because of our pass rush, their quarterback is going to be doing a lot of Screen passes and or stepping up in the pocket and taking off front end. And he's a much more dynamic rusher than Joe Milton is. Joe Milton having 100 yards passing against AM really worried me. Um, I'm going to go with Alabama 27, Tennessee 23.
0: Well, that's, I hope you're wrong. I say that a lot. uh, And you say you're wrong a lot in this relationship. And so I hope you're wrong again. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Hit the like button. Uh, If you're not a member of the Vol Vault, uh, please join us. We'd love to have you. That's all we have this week. We'll leave you with this. Go balls.